This is episode 302 on the 21st of December 2020. Another exciting episode in store tonight. So let's begin. This is Saurabh and you're listening to my favorite talk show, The Weekly Show with Aditya. Welcome to part 1 of episode number 299. The year of the corn, the year of the Trojan horse, that is how one would describe 2020. But for me it has been an unchallenged year. A perfect year, no big Changes it has been what any other preceding year was. How would it be? The year started with the publication of my second book, and every month was another milestone episode as far as this talk show is concerned. So, why wouldn't it not be an unchallenged year? And as the 12 months come to an end, we celebrate with 300 episodes being completed this year. It's just a cycle that repeats itself. 2018 came and went, 2019 came and went and another 12 months of the year 2020 comes and goes. Though for some purists, it will be the start of the 2021s and the end of the 2020s. The world has been overawed by technological advancements which always existed but because of the events that happened in the last 12 months, we look at those technologies as if we have never encountered them or never used the technologies before. The concept of the broadband internet using mobile phones for communication or using one's home office for work isn't a novel thing. Just because we use something more, it doesn't mean that it never existed. It's only because we never saw its potential or its abuse. Now we have come to a stage where for the last year we have abused technology till it has been evaporated and the irony of this situation is that till 24 months ago one thought that technology was taking over humanity now we want technology to be a part of human conversation so is the warped mind of humanity when we use terms such as smartphones artificial intelligence or bizarre terms such as work-life balance. Well, these are bizarre terms but these are accepted terms because of the events and all the things that have happened over the past 12 months. What surprises me is that the only vocabulary which is etched in a human mind or which has taken over human mind is that 
2020 is a horrible year 2020 is a shaky year all the events that happened in 2020 no matter the way humans were easily duped and deceived well i don't agree with such vocabulary which has been added difficult year shaky year change the world horrible year can't we just get out of this but it seems as if we won't because it's not about reality it's not about what is happening it's about how humanity perceives something and when we go into that ultra negative mode because the word positive has connotations which bring out the worst fears in humanity then we play the game follow the leader and we know what comes out of it but then that's me i won't be falling for this awful trap any more i may understand that yes it could have been a horrible year but it's time to come out of it and just say that whatever happened happened good year bad year horrible year shaky times or the perception of things has changed where we have become virtual cowards but that's the way we have to deal with it and that's the way it is but for me 2020 started on a high and 2020 will end on a high despite all the challenges that have come well they haven't influenced me at all they may have affected me but i am not going to accept the fact that they have but for me it's been an unchallenged year and it will remain an unchallenged year reality check ego bruised welcome to part 2 of this episode 120 minutes of absolute nightmare these are the ways to describe the events of saturday morning but is it the end of the world as far as sports is concerned no it has happened before the world has moved on so why are we so angry or hurt by also shocked by what happened because now the blame will fairly fall on 20 over tournaments now the pseudo experts have this excuse to say that the overdose of 20 over tournaments means that when the teams came to play the purest form of the game well i doubt that right now but let's go with those pseudo experts that when the tourists came to play the five day matches they were not prepared their technique is in question they are not coming to the pitch of the ball these are the kind of analysis being done but the irony of this analysis is that the very individuals who are questioning the techniques of the contemporary players themselves never had any kind of record worth crying out loud for a reminder to all those amnesiac experts australia bowled out for 60 runs in 2015 versus england 
not the end of the world. They carried on. They did not suddenly drop their main players. Australia bowled out for 47 in 2011 versus South Africa. Same situation. Did it's in the world. The world has moved on. So if it's 36 nightmare street as the headlines go, for me it is not a nightmare. It is not about technique. Australia had a bit of luck and they went on to win the match. But it doesn't mean that the opposing team cannot do something special when the next match starts. But 2020 has been the year where we have to blame someone for our own flaws. So for the flaws of the selection, this is what was always going to happen. It was not the flaw of the players, it was the flaw of the selection committee to select a few individuals and leave out others, especially for the first match. And we all know which particular individual am I referring to. But we have been programmed to think that everything that happens, which is not as per the plans, which is not good, is a doomsday scenario. It's the end of the world. And that is how the performances on Saturday morning are being perceived. For me, it happened. Yes, maybe the technique is at fault or the way the Australian bowled. They had a plan. Either way, it happened. It's in the world. Let's move on. Let's not look at that and make any disastrous comments on what happened. Let's not get too technical and talk about techniques and the influence of white ball because the red ball version is the purest form. It's only a sport. It's not the end of the world. It doesn't affect a country directly or indirectly. It's a private tournament between two countries. So continuing the speculation as to what could be the sweeping changes in the next match. Going by the hearsay and the sources, there could be a few changes, which means that Rahul, Suman Gill, Jadeja and Pant could come in the team. But I am disappointed if they drop someone like Hanuma Vihari. He should be in the team. How do they acclimatize him in the team? Well, that's something they need to think about. But he should be in the team. And of course, the injury to Shami also affects their plans. But maybe it's something good for the debutant bowler between Saini and Siraj. Let's analyze this. I was listening to a few commentators who were saying that how the game has become complicated because of the review system that we question everything the empire does. The empire in question is under pressure to give the right decision and now with ball tracking and all that coming up the hotspots and the RTS coming into play, the Empire's decisions are always under scrutiny. And they went on to reiterate that how the game was simple, how the Empire's decision, whether right, wrong, dubious or an howler was 
to be respected. Okay, let's go with that. But every sport has an umpire review system and there's nothing wrong if the players on the field have this inkling that maybe what the umpire saw and what the extra television replays will show could be two different things. But the focus here is on the word complicated. Are you kidding me? Complicated? These so-called pseudo-experts themselves complicate the sport by using outdated terminologies such as modern day player as if they are stuck on a record. Then they go on to use terms such as red ball, white ball, pink ball and then they themselves use the technology which is called the pitch map as to how the ballers of certain teams have bowled, how, what should be the length, what should be the line, what should be a length to a certain batter and then comes the leg spinners and the off spinners or the wrist spinners and the finger spinners who are more effective will they turn the ball he doesn't turn the ball he gets more bounds this border uses too many variations isn't the whole situation ironical they themselves add the complications to the sport the drs is not even one percent of the complication who are these pseudo experts trying to do when they themselves use such complicated terms. It's not the end of the world. What happened, happened. It's time to move on. Let's not fret over the happenings of Saturday morning because overall India were a better team. Australia had a bit of luck, but it doesn't mean that they did well. And whoever gets a chance, well, good luck to them. Welcome to part 3 of this episode. As usual, there will be rendering of a song. So let's start. Hey everybody, let's have some fun. You only live but once and when you are dead, you are done. So let the good times roll. Let the good times roll. I don't care if you are young or old. Get together, let the good times roll. Don't sit there mumbling, talking trash. If you want to have a ball, you got to go out and spend some cash. And let the good times roll, let the good times roll. I don't care if you are young or old. Get together, let the good times roll. Mr. Landlord, lock up all the doors. When the police comes around, just tell them that the joint is closed. Let the good times roll. Let the good times roll. I don't care if you are young or old. Get together. Let the good times roll. Hey everybody, Mr. King's in town. I got a dollar and a quarter. Just wearing to clown. Don't let anybody play me cheap. I got 50 cents more than I got to keep. So... Let the good times roll. Let the good times roll. I don't care if you are young or old. Get together. Let the good times roll. No matter whether rainy weather, birds of a feather got to stick together. So get yourself under control. 
go out and get together and let the good times roll. This song is for all the negative heads who have created a mess of 2020. Welcome to the first of the three reading sections for tonight's episode. As usual, we begin with Labor of Hercules by Agatha Christie, Chapter 2, The Lernian Hydra, Part 1. Dr. Oldfield said, that's just it. There's nothing I can do. Nothing. I came to you as a last resort. But I don't suppose for a minute that there is anything you can do either. Hercule Poirot was silent for a minute or two. Then he said, I'm not so sure. Your problem interests me, Dr. Oldfield. I should like to try my hand at destroying a many-headed monster. First of all, tell me a little more about the circumstances which gave rise to that malicious gossip. Your wife died, you say, just over a year ago. What was the cause of death? Gastric ulcer. Was there an autopsy? No, she had been suffering from gastric trouble over a considerable period. Pero nodded. And the symptoms of gastric inflammation and of arsenical poisoning are closely alike, a fact which everybody knows nowadays. Within the last 10 years, there have been at least four sensational murder cases in each of which the victim has been buried without suspicion with a certificate of gastric disorder. Was your wife older or younger than yourself? She was five years older. How long had you been married? Fifteen years. Did she leave any property? Yes, she was a fairly well-to-do woman. She left roughly about 30,000 pounds, a very useful sum. It was left to you? Yes, were you and your wife on good terms? Certainly, no quarrels, no scenes. What will the doctor say in response to Poirot's question? Well, we'll find out in the next episode. This ends reading session one of episode number 302. Welcome to reading section 2 of episode number 302 on the 21st of December 2020. It is a continuation of the reading from P.G. Woodhouse's Aunt's Omnibus chapter 19 of the book titled Stiff Upper Lip Jeeves. I can't believe it's really you who's doing this cruel thing to me. It's so unlike you. You have always been so kind to me. You have made me love and respect you. I have come to look on you as a second father. Don't louse the whole thing up now. 
a powerful plea which any other man would undoubtedly have brought home the bacon with pop base it didn't get to first base he had been looking like a man with no bowels of compassion i mean of course and you went on looking like one if by that particular expression you tend to imply that you are expecting me to change my mind and give mr pinker this vicarage i must disappoint you i shall do no such thing i consider that he has shown himself unfit to be a vicar and i'm surprised that after what has occurred he can reconcile it with his conscience to continue his duties as a curate strong stuff of course and it drew from stinker what may have been a hollow groan or may have been a hiccup i myself looked coldly at the old egg and i rather think i curled my lip though i should say it was very doubtful if he noticed my scorn for his attention was earmarked for stiffy she had turned almost as scarlet as stinker and i heard a distant click as her front teeth met it was through these teeth clenched that she spoke so that's how you feel about it it is your decision is final quite final nothing will move you nothing see said stiffy having chewed the lower lip for a space in silence well you will be sorry i disagree with you you will just wait bitter remorse is coming to you uncle watkin never underestimate the power of a woman said stiffy and with a choking sob though there again it may have been a hiccup he rushed from the room she had scarcely left us when butterfield entered and pop basse eyed him with the ill concealed petulance with which men of testy habit eye butlers who butt in at the wrong moment butterfield what is it what is it constable oath desires a word with you sir who police constable oath sir what will constable oath tell pop basse well find out in the next episode this brings to an end reading section 2 of episode number 302 on the 21st december 2020 stay tuned for reading section 3welcome to reading section 3 of episode number 302 on the 21st of december 2020 we shall be reading a portion of chapter 1 from david baldacki's the fix let's start he saw dagny up ahead but didn't focus on him Decker didn't see Berkshire because he wasn't looking that far up the street. 
he passed by the garage entrance and nodded at the uniformed FBI security officer in a small widowed garb shack situated on the sidewalk. The ramrod straight man nodded back, his eyes covered by sunglasses as his gaze dutifully swept the street. His right hand was perched on top of his holstered service weapon. It was a nine mil chambered with spear gold dot G2 rounds that the FBI used because of their penetration capability. One shot, one down could have been the ammo's motto. Then again, most ammo would do that as long as it hit the intended target in the right place. A bird zipped across in front of Decker, perched on a lamppost and looked down curiously at the passers-by. The air was chilly and Decker shivered a bit even in his thick pullover. Sun was hidden behind cloud cover that had materialized on the horizon about an hour before, passed over the Potomac and settled upon Washington like a grey dome. Up ahead, Dagny was nearing the end of the block where he would turn left. The FBI's business appointments entrance was located down there. Years ago, public tours were freely given and people could view the fame FBI lab and watch special agents practicing their aim on the shooting range. In the modern era of terrorism, that was no more. After 9-11, the tours were cancelled but then restarted in 2008. The FBI had even put in an education center for visitors, but a request for a visit had to be filed at least a month ahead of time to allow the FBI to do a thorough background check. Most federal buildings were now simply fortresses hard to get into and maybe harder to get out of. Dabney slowed as he approached the corner. Berkshire, by contrast, quickened her pace. Baker continued to lope along his long strides eating up ground until he was only about 10 yards behind Dabney. Berkshire was about 5 yards on the other side of Dabney. Moments later that distance was halved. A few clicks after that they were barely 3 feet apart. Decker now saw Berkshire because she had drawn so close to Dabney. He was about 10 feet behind the pair when she started to make the turn too. Berkshire glanced over at Dabney, seemingly noticing him for the first time. Dabney didn't look back at her, at least not initially. A few seconds later, he saw her gazing at him. He smiled and if he had been wearing a hat, he might have even doffed it to her in a show of courtesy. Berkshire didn't smile back. Her hand went to her purse clasp. Dabney slowed a bit 
more. What will happen next? Find out in the next episode as reading section 3 of episode number 302 comes to an end. This ends episode number 302 on the 21st of December 2020. Stay tuned for the next episode number 303 where we shall discuss the implications of the result of the tables, ladders and chairs paper view. For more awesome content, tune in to the next episode of the weekly show with other.